it's Abby, the host of Abnormal Podcast, and I'm here today to just talk to you and share what's been on my heart in a little more informal setting than a podcast, and just something kind of quick um, that I just feel in my heart just to share with you guys. So, um, you know, my husband and I and um, the ministry that we serve in, we've really been talking about what does it mean to have a radical faith? And what does it mean to be a radical believer and disciple and not just an attender or a consumer of church and of Jesus and of all the good things he has to say, but then neglecting the harder, not so fun things that we as humans don't like to hear because it's uncomfortable and it's a little awkward and it feels not very fun, I guess is the most casual, blunt way to say it, to have someone tell you, um, just how broken you are as a human and that um, this presentation, you know, that the church of America as a whole, it's not every church within America, but just generally speaking, this presentation that they put forward of like, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. And he does love you. He does. But that's not the full picture of the gospel. And this book that we're reading does a really good job of just elaborating and um, going into detail on that of just the gospel is incomplete without our recognition that there's nothing really great about us as humans and we're kind of awful people. And we need to acknowledge that in order to um, fully embrace the gospel as it is and understand the gravity of the gospel and in our position as um, humans and God and, and God's position as God and him sending his son down for us on the cross and what that means and how that's just more than, you know, this picture of like, like yes, the cross is a picture of like God's love for his people, but it's also a picture of God's wrath for the sin of his people. And it's just this image of his son, Jesus, being brutally murdered and mutilated on this cross because of things that we do and things in our human nature that no matter what we say, no matter what culture says, are just evil and broken. Just, it's just what it is. We're just, we're broken and we're utterly broken forever except Jesus came and died on the cross and then he rose again for us. And for us to realize the desperation that him dying on the cross for us was not just out of a love, but because we are so broken that he took up all of the world's sin and our brokenness. And it's only when we look at, it's not just a symbol of God's love, it's also a symbol of his wrath for sin, which he can't be. God cannot be in the presence of sin. Fully separate when we're living in sin from God. And I, th I think something that the church should consider is don't shy away from people need to know just how desperate they need to be on the Holy Spirit, on Jesus, on God. And that only comes when they realize how desperately sick their soul is apart from Christ.
and you know it's it's not fun to hear someone come to you and say hey like tell me more about like this Jesus and it's like okay well first you have to understand that like he kind of hates what you're doing first of all you know like he literally hates sin and then you're like, wait, what? I thought this would be like a, a Pinterest post. <laughs> like, where is this conversation going? I don't feel very good about myself. But you're not meant to feel good about yourself. Because the gospel and Jesus, the whole Bible, the point is centrality on him and worshiping him. And it's not about you feeling good about yourself. It's about coming to reconciliation with Christ because we were so broken. And repenting and turning to Jesus and giving up these things that we hold on to and letting go of these, these things that hold us back from, from this, this relationship with Jesus, that he died on the cross, took on the wrath of all of our sin for us to have with him. And it's because he loves us, but that is not the whole reason. Because if it was just because he loved us, he could do something else where it wasn't involved such pain and such wrath. And he didn't. He, he did the cross and it was the only way because of our sin nature. So I think just something to consider, church, of globally, locally, whatever, you know, as a result of this, I'm kind of going off on a little tangent here. Um, I believe it's in John 10, where it's a chapter of the Good Shepherd. And um, Jesus is talking about how he knows the sheep, and the sheep know him, and they know his voice, and they follow him. And it's this beautiful picture of him being our shepherd and um, nourishing, protecting, guiding, caring for us, knowing our names and our voices, and knowing what sets us apart from every person and how there are billions of people in the world, but he knows your name, and he knows everything about you, and he can pick you out in a crowd even if there are a hundred other people who resemble you almost exactly. And I think, you know, if we have a God that knows us that way, then why aren't we doing everything we can to know him the same way? Why aren't we pursuing him with the same level of intensity? Where he knows everything about us and... Everything that God wants us to know about him is made accessible to us through his word, through his prayer, through his spirit. But we don't. Why, why don't we? Why do we settle for consuming things that make us feel good on a Sunday morning or in an evening or driving a podcast, which are supplemental good things when spiritually sound and theolog theologically correct? But why is that all we settle for? Why don't we... Why don't we Church, let's pursue a real relationship with Jesus. Let's pursue him because we understand our total need and desperation. That because of just our human nature and who we are and the, the, the weight he's lifted from us on the cross from those things, that we can pursue him in the same way he pursues us as our shepherd, just like in John 10. And as a result of that, my other sad little tangent and the kind of just thoughts I got going like in my head. That if we truly love Christ, that we will obey his commandments and that we will follow him with our whole hearts. 
And that the things we do, that we watch, that we entertain ourselves with, that we see, people we hang out with, the places we go, the things we eat and drink, those things will all be reflective of Christ himself. And that transformation will happen if you are pursuing Christ. And it might not be overnight, but he, he is alive. The Spirit is in you if you have received him as your Savior and as your Lord. So my encouragement to you is to consider how are we living our lives in a way that is reflective that we are different, that we have been saved, that he took our sin on the cross, the wrath of our sin, and that we are now in a relationship with him. We've been made right with God, the creator of the world. But does the way we dress reflect that? Does what we watch reflect that? Does the music we listen to and the things that we look at in social media and the internet, do the books that we read, do these things reflect that our heart is for the Lord? Is this transformation real? People are watching the church now more than ever. They're looking, how is the church reacting to our culture, which is always changing? A culture which is always imposing that like things there are certain things that aren't absolute and that we can change because the times are changing but the word of god does not fail it does not change it it just doesn't and like nothing in our culture in our world can refute that it just doesn't and i think because of that you know the lord he he, he tells us to be strong and courageous but he doesn't tell us to do it on our own that comes from him. That comes from our spirit, his spirit. That comes from our desperation for him in our lives. That he's the only thing that matters. And because of that, our lives are just an outpour of our relationship with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, with God. So church, this week, I just, I urge you to consider, look around at your life. What things, are you, what things are you involved in? What things are you doing? What things are you choosing? Is that reflective of Christ? And if it isn't, get rid of it. Don't even mess around with that stuff. Don't even give an opportunity for Satan to get a foothold in your life. God is for you. God will strengthen you. In our desperation for him, because we, we totally need him for everything, total dependence. It's the way he created us. That's why we fill our voids and our lives with random things, super unhealthy things. And our search for this thing we've been created for, which on a deeper level is this relationship with our father in heaven. Don't waste your time in this life pursuing those voids. And that is my encouragement to you. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope this is just something to think about and pray about as you go into this week and just examine your lives. And I'll, I will do the same as well. I will, I'm going to sit down and journal right after this and just really be prayerful because I know I want my life to be reflective 
of who Christ is in every way and to be above reproach in every way. And that can only be done through the Holy Spirit speaking to me and revealing, hey, this thing's got to go. Hey, this, this, this outfit, it's not the best choice. Like, that's got to go. Hey, this music, I know it's catchy. I know it's so, so catchy. Like, it's just not good. It's just not good for you. you it's got to go. This relationship that you're in, like, this just... That boyfriend, that girlfriend you have, it's just like... It's not what I've called you to. It's got to go. So, I just, I hope that you're really prayerful this week in pursuing this radical devotion to Christ. Alright guys, I hope you have a good week and I hope you know this is all said in love and that I just hope that you just develop this closer relationship to Jesus where you're totally dependent on him and pursue him in all you do and every aspect of your life. Alright, have a great week. Thank you.